Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast. The whoa, whoa, sweet child of mine edition as we bring you a special Father's Day episode featuring Jimmy Burrow, dad of Joe, and Jimmy Chase, dad of Jamar. The Bengals Booth Podcast is brought to you by Bengals Picks and Ultimate Bengals. They're free to play with tickets and sign merchandise up for grabs. Find both inside the Bengals app. And by Paycor. More than 29,000 customers trust Paycor to help them recruit, pay, engage, and retain employees. Learn more at Paycor.com. Now, here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since bonding with your dad about sports. My love of sports came from my dad. Like many fathers and their children, we frequently talked about sports, and his favorite teams became mine. Between the NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball, those teams have combined for one championship. So thanks, Dad, for passing down a lifetime of frustration. In all seriousness, most of my favorite childhood memories involve sports, and many were spent with my dad. I can vividly remember when he took me to my first Major League Baseball game. It was 1973. My oldest sister, Kim, was an exchange student in Argentina. And when her program was finished, we drove to New York City to pick her up at Kennedy Airport. It was my dad, my other older sister, Chris, and me. On that trip, my dad took us to Shea Stadium. It was August 28th, the Mets against the Padres. I remember Jerry Morales leading off the game with a home run for San Diego. I remember the impossibly high leg kick of the Mets' outstanding rookie pitcher, John Matlack. I remember how heartbroken I was that my hero, Willie Mays, was not in the Mets' starting lineup. And I remember when my sister, Chris, asked our dad when halftime was because she wanted to see the marching band. Chris was not a big sports fan. Most of all, I remember how magical it felt to be there. The immaculately groomed perfection of a major league diamond. The enormity of Shea Stadium while sitting in the upper deck. It was a movie set come to life. And to that point, it was without question the highlight of my life. Here's another great sports memory with my dad. When I was about 14 or 15 years old, he took me on a weekend golf trip, even though he almost never played. It was about an hour drive, And the course wasn't particularly memorable, but we played golf for three straight days, ate every meal at restaurants, shared a hotel room, and watched sports on TV at night. It remains one of my favorite weekends ever. Now that I'm a dad, I'm savoring having similar experiences with my son. If you ask Sam to name the best day of his life so far, he'd undoubtedly say it was attending the Bengals-Rams Super Bowl in Los Angeles. And when he recently made his first birdie, I felt like I'd made a hole-in-one. So on this Father's Day, I'm grateful for bonding over sports with my dad, Larry Horde, my stepfather, Jack Bailey, my father-in-law, Paul Rasconi, and my son, Sam. And I sincerely hope that you have been as blessed as I've been. The Bengals Booth Podcast is brought to you by Kettering Health, the official health care provider of the Bengals. With more than 120 care facilities and 1,500 care providers, Kettering Health is committed to guiding you to your best health. Visit KetteringHealth.org to learn more. And 
by AltaFiber, future-proof fiber internet capable of delivering multi-gigabit speeds designed to take your home, business, and community to a new level. Elevate your connection with AltaFiber. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with a pair of very proud dads. It is Father's Day weekend. I have the perfect guest for this particular holiday. Jimmy Burrow, father of Joe. Jimmy Chase, father of Jamar. Two buddies who were at Bengals practice recently and are kind enough to join us on the podcast. I want to start by asking each of you guys this question. When did you first know that your son was different from the other kids athletically? Jimmy Burrow, why don't you go first? Well, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, he was, uh, we're in a small town, so he was the best athlete in in his age group. So, but as I said, there's not many, many people here. So you kind of take that with a grain of salt. And then um, as he started playing baseball, basketball, and football, uh, just started having a lot of success. And, and uh, you know, he would, he would hit home runs and score a lot of points in basketball. So it was just uh, probably just several things, but really football, 10th grade is when I, I realized that he could, he could really have some uh, opportunities to play division one football. Jimmy Chase, how about you? Oh, I want to say it started like and around seven, eight, nine years old. He's playing basketball. And this is his first year playing basketball. And all the other kids had been on the team already. And he was the newest one on the team. So they put him on a team with the guys that wasn't that good. Okay. <laughs> and it was like one against five. Jamal just took it to the whole team, you know, and I was like, wow, this little boy is crazy. <laughs> and then every year it just happened over and over again, you know. We've all heard stories about dads training their kids at an early age, sometimes excessively so. What did each of you guys do to aid in your son's development? Jimmy Chase, how about you go first on this one? Well, I had Jamal on a rigorous uh, workout at an early age, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was doing push-ups. Every time I got in trouble, I made him do push-ups. And, uh, you know, I think that developed his work ethic over the years, you know, because I always had him training. I always had him working out. I always had him doing something to sharpen up his craft at an early age. Jimmy Burrow. Well, he played so many different sports, I guess. Uh, you know, we were, uh, just as a, as a parent, we were there, you know, being positive and, and supporting him. Certainly, uh, as he got older, we would watch some film here and there, here and there to a lot of times when I was coaching, I couldn't watch his, his, uh, a lot of his early age football games, whether it was third, fourth grade. And, and, uh, we'd sit down and watch it, uh, kind of have fun with it. You know, I didn't grind him and say, Hey, you know, Monday night at eight o'clock, we're going to watch film or something like that. We just kind of, uh, did it periodically and and the the good thing about uh, Joe and I, th I think Jamar is the same way is they they love practicing mm -hmm. and uh, so you don't you don't really have to as they as they grew up probably and, and Joe for sure I'm sure uh, Jamar that you didn't have to encourage them hey you got to go to practice today I mean they wanted to go to practice they wanted to to get better and they wanted to hang out with the friends and so that all all added up to to just being there for for Joe and and uh, when when he needed us how insanely competitive were they as kids 
And here's a key question. When you played against them, whether it was a board game, whether it was shooting free throws, whatever, did you let them win? Jimmy <laughs> Burrow, you go first. Uh, n- not really, but it didn't take long for, <laughs> for me not to have a choice in, the, in those type things. But um, that was the one thing I guess I, I saw uh, at an early age, how, how competitive uh, he was. He, he wasn't a very good loser. Uh, you, you know, you try to teach sportsmanship, but uh, I think he respected his, his uh, opponents and their, their coaches. And, but, you know, he was a terrible loser and, and uh, really uh, still is. And that's just part of his competitive fire. And, and, uh, but he had, he had teammates and friends like that too. So, uh, you know, that, that was good for, for his whole uh, early stages in athletics. Did you let Jamar win? <laughs> oh, I try not to. Okay. <laughs> um, he has a real, a real serious competitive edge, right? Jamar used to cry when he lose, right? <laughs> he used to blow a gasket and I used to have to kind of like control that because if he's losing or, He's behind. Uh, he gets so furious, he starts crying and he, he he goes bananas. So I had to like curtail that at an early age. That was my biggest thing. Like calm down, catch your breath, take your time. He was he was delirious, right? But we never played games together because number one, he didn't want me to beat him, and then number two, I didn't want him to beat me. You know, <laughs> I asked him to show me how to play the PlayStation game, and he said, "You press the A button and you press the B button." Right. But they have more buttons on it. And I'm like, you're pressing all them buttons. Why you you know, so like we couldn't play together because he didn't want to lose to me and I I didn't want to lose to him. <laughs> so your sons arrived at LSU together or at the same time basically in 2018. Jamar was a freshman, a Joe was a, a transfer from Ohio State. Do you remember hearing your son talk about the other dad's son? For the first time and what did they say jimmy chase you go first well i told joe got there before us right and uh i told jamal they got this quarterback named joe burrow he's coming down he's like yeah i don't know that dude i don't want to go there you know so like he didn't really talk about joe he didn't know much about joe you know and um it didn't happen until they got there until he got there with him but prior to that he didn't, wasn't really concerned about Joe. <laughs> when did Joe start telling you about Jamar? Well, I mean, as soon as practice really started when, when Jamar was there, I mean, he, he, he knew he had Jamar. Uh, uh, he, he said, I got, I got some special, special guys uh, <clears throat> at receiver. It's just a matter of, you know, getting us all together. And, and um, uh, he said, Jamar, I think was, a, was a freshman. So, uh, uh, it took them a while to to really uh, gel and come together, but uh, then then after that that first year in the summer, Joe he just said that he he had a chance to and, and his teammates and his team had a had a real chance to to be uh, be special and and uh, he always knew you know Jamar was uh, once they started working together that they they had a had a bond that that it's it's just hard to explain and it's hard to. Mm-hmm to get that bond with, with uh, a quarterback and a receiver, but they, they had, had it fairly quickly. And, and uh, you know, it gets, it's fun to watch and it, it gets better every, every year. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. 
So the following year, LSU might have been the greatest team in college football history. They go 15-0. and 0. Joe wins the Heisman, throws 60 touchdown passes. Jamar wins the Politnikoff Award. He catches 20 touchdowns uh, that season. What was that like for you two guys as parents? Joe Burrow, or Jimmy Burrow, rather, you go first. Well, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a lot. I mean, there was a lot going on. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to, to, to interview agents. Uh, you know, I interviewed 14, Robin and I here in, here in Athens, we're, we're going to all the games. Uh, I had retired. So that, that made it easy for, for me to get to the games. Uh, Robin was still working, but she had gone to all of them anyway. So it was just an exciting uh, time to, to, to be a part of it. And, uh, Dan, you said might be the greatest team. It is the greatest team that's ever been. So there you go. <laughs> uh, that's uh, uh, you, you'd have trouble convincing uh, Jimmy Chase and I otherwise. But just to watch that team grow, it's really the first team, and I coached for for many years um, and watched a lot of a lot of teams. It's the first team that I ever saw that literally got better every game. Hmm. I mean. The second game, they were better than the first. The national championship, they were they were they were just better as a team, and and that's offense and and defense. So, combine all that with all the awards. Uh, you know, we had uh, Baton Rouge LSU tailgates are, are the best. You know, the Chases have so much going on. Being from New Orleans, we didn't we didn't really get get that that close uh, un, until really we got here. But we were good friends there and and tried to spend time, but. Uh, those tailgates are, are, are just, are just unbelievable. And we, we have our own now and, and the, the chases are a part of it. And we, uh, we prom- really become close as, as a family. What was 2019 like for the chase family? It was, uh, it was crazy and it was amazing at the same time, you know, uh, like Joe, like Jimmy said, you know, the, the tailgate started it off. That was an all day event. <laughs> But then we would go to the games, and then the games would be like crazy, right? We would see Jim and Robin at the game. They would be on one end of the road or in front of us. And as soon as JoJo throws Jamar a touchdown, they turn around and scream and holler. Sometimes we would sit next to each other, but we were so into our own kids at the same time. You know, it was like, it was crazy. But, you know, that year, the practices were better than the games. Hmm. Right. The practices. Right. I'm like, Joe won me over in practice because every time a fight broke out, Joe was in the middle of the fight. Okay, (laughs) And I'm like, man, this dude here, this dude is not regular. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But uh, because we had a good defense that year and the defense, they were hard nosed and Joe was going toe to toe with him. But, you know, that year was so crazy. And, you know, every year, like Jimmy said, every game it got better and better right so when Jamar started taking off you know everybody was getting excited and I just told my wife I'm like you don't understand what's going on right now like this dude is playing on a big stage like in the national championship game and kind of like leading the team and you know it's like this is awesome you know so it really like took off it was deep they were the best college team ever you know Back back at LSU, you know, I started when we'd see each other and he may be, again, like he said, five rows from us or whatever. And I'd, I'd uh, he'd say, what do you think? And I'd say, we got to have three today from Jamar or, or two. And 
and uh, he'd either agree with me or he'd add one a lot. So uh, <laughs> uh, we kind of still still do that, and and yeah. you know, again that that relationship between Joe and Jamar. I'll give you another example. After the national championship game, you know they they snap the ball. Joe has the ball, and uh, later that that night, because that that ball is pretty valuable, uh, national championship ball. And I I said. Uh, uh, hey Joe, where's that ball? I, I want to take it home with us and stuff. And he said, I gave it to Jamar. And I said, You what? Gave it to Jamar. I said, uh, you know, th- your dad might have liked that. And he said, Dad, Jamar had like 150 yards passing uh, yards that day or something. He deserves that ball. So that's that's just again how how those how those two guys roll together. Yeah, I have that ball. Okay. <laughs> I figured <so. laughs> we have so many things that a lot of times our sons just they get so many different things that, uh, you know, winning is, is still the most important. So we, we do get, get a lot of things that, uh, that, that maybe, uh, they, they either don't have room for in their, in their house, right. right. Choose to, to, uh, to not, not display it, but we'll take care of that. So one of the happiest moments of my life as a sports fan was the semifinal game against Oklahoma, because at that point, we know that the Bengals have the number one pick in the NFL draft. Joe goes out and throws seven touchdown passes in the first half. Jamar was completely unstoppable. Now, we didn't know that we would get Jamar at that point, but that was kind of my favorite Joe and Jamar college story. Do you guys have a favorite moment, a favorite game, something that's etched in your memory from the connection between your two sons at the college level? Uh, Jimmy Burrow, you go first. I think for me, it's still the the, the national championship. Um, uh, you know, Joe had, had lost a tough state championship game his, his senior year. And uh, uh, so, so that was always on his mind to, to, to win a championship. And then, you know, we got behind uh, fairly quickly to uh, to Clemson, so uh, we're going. Oh no, this this could be some uh, a problem, but uh, just the way they they came back and and dominated and and to see all those guys on the stage, you know, that's that's about as pr- proud as as a parent could could get to know. One, they're undefeated, and and two, they just won the the national championship and accomplished really uh, why Joe why he went to LSU was to have a chance to win that national championship. So uh, that was pretty incredible. You have a moment, Jimmy Chase. Yeah. I'll say it was the national championship game too, because like Jamal has never won a championship in football. Hmm. He lost the state championship in high school to Clyde Edward Hilaire. I'm still (laughs) mad about that. Okay. But that was his teammate, but uh, we lost the high school championship and that was his first real championship. He didn't win anything in park ball and football. He won. Jamal was a basketball player. So anyway, um, in the national championship game, I was like, Joe has the confidence to keep going to him in this big game. You know, it was because it's like, like Jimmy said, we was, we was behind and we had to come back from behind and Joe was going to Jamal. Now nobody else seen this, but this is what I'm like, y'all don't understand what's going Joe must really believe in this dude if he's throwing because Joe is not going to throw you the ball if he <laughs> don't have confidence in me. I'm going to tell you that, all right? So Joe Barrow is throwing Jamar the ball, and everybody's all excited and dancing and singing, you know, happy because they winning and they catching balls. And I just sat down. I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the national championship game, televised game for the championship, 
and my son is a big part of it. And mm. yeah, that was a real uh, proud papa moment for me. Jeremy says, uh, Joe, Joe, if you drop a ball or two, he's not going to throw it back to you. So you better <laughs> catch them all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, let's fast forward to the 2021 draft. Jimmy Burrow. Did mm-hmm. Joe tell you, he's always been kind of coy about what he said to the Bengals. Did Joe tell you that he wanted the Bengals to select Jamar? Yes. Uh, uh, I think we, we figured that and, and eventually, uh, yes, he, he pretty much told us that, that he wanted Jamar and, and uh, uh, he, he thought, well, he just knew how good a player, how great a player he was. And, and uh, you know, Jamar's not only a, a great football player on on the field, his he's a he's a locker room uh, in, influence too. And Joe knew how he'd fit into the culture of the Bengals and how he'd uh, uh, be able to interact with his teammates. So it all added up, and and uh, uh, and and that's who we we wanted too, uh, Robin and I. I mean, once you see somebody do the things we saw Jamar do, uh, you know there's not not many. Uh, like him and we needed him and uh, uh, that that's who Joe wanted to, to draft also. Jimmy Chase, were you hoping that Jamar would be reunited with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, too cold, too cold for those guys. I was like, I don't know anything about Cincinnati. They're not really that good right now. So why don't we just go, to South Beach, right? I could sit on the I could sit on the beach while Jamar didn't work on the team, right? But it was like a week before the draft, Jamar said, Dad, Joe text me. And I'm like, okay. He was like, so he was all excited. Jamar is real even kill. But Joe texted him. He didn't say what he said, you know, but he said Joe just texted me. So he had talked to Joe like once or text with Joe once or twice that week, right? And then he told me, he said, Dad, if I get with Joe, we're gonna kill. I say, look, I say, I like Joe and everything, but Cincinnati, Jamal, I don't know about that. He's like, man, I'm just telling you, if I get with Joe, we're going to kill. So he was all excited about getting with Joe, but the draft was so crazy because they had three other teams that was trying to get us before Cincinnati. And, you know, Jamal was just sitting there waiting, but he knew if he got with Joe Burrow, it was going to be a different story. You know, I mean, I like Joe. I didn't like Cincinnati. You know we, what I'm saying? We we got with with Jimmy and and Talia, I think the day or two after they first got to Cincinnati, and we met up for for breakfast or lunch. I can't remember, and uh, we eased their their minds about how great Cincinnati was, and the weather is not that bad, which you know at times they found out it is, but. Uh, they had concerns and we, you know, we were, we were there for them. And like he said, they didn't know anything about Cincinnati. We at least were, were right. two and a half hours away. So uh, we, we, and we'd been there a year. So it all worked out. Yes. <laughs> no, that was like the best thing that could happen to us. And he showed me how much that I know, you know, how much I knew about stuff, <laughs> you know, cause uh, he likes doing that, but he proved me right. I mean, proved me wrong. And I'm happy now Cincinnati it's the best thing that could happen to Jamal because it's the, it's the kind of town that's like right up his alley. He's not a rah-rah guy. He doesn't like to run the streets. He doesn't like all the hoopla. You know, he could just sit back and relax in Cincinnati and just enjoy it, you know, and be himself. 
Jimmy Chase, just so you know, I grew up near Buffalo. I went to college in Syracuse, New York. Cincinnati is a tropical paradise, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you did move south, at least. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask each of you about the other guy's son. Jimmy Chase, what do you admire most about Joe Burrow? Joe is a tough competitor, right? Joe is... He's a tough competitor and he's smart. I I seen it myself. Like the year, his last year at LSU, I used to go to all the practice. And Joe would come out of the locker room and I would be like standing on a wall by the bicycle. Joe would always get on a bicycle uh, before practice. I never said anything to him, but you know, he was there. I was there. He seen me. I seen him. But it was in the the, uh, Fiesta Bowl. Right, Joe got cold cocked. Like he drew an interception and he was running to go make the tackle, and the guy blindsided him. And I'm like, oh Lord, it's over for us now. The game is over. And Joe got on his knees and he got up. I said, This dude is getting up. And when he got up, he went nuts. Right. <laughs> and and the thing that reminds me, Jamar is the same way. If you hit him, they're gonna hit you back. And that's what I see in Joe. If you hit him, he's going to hit you back. He's not going to take a lick. He's not going to lay down, right? He's going to fight, scratch, and claw. And, I mean, I love that he's, he's a tough cookie, and he's real smart, right? He's real smart. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Jimmy Burrow, what do you admire about Jamar? Well, his his athleticism is is just out, out of this world. Um, I mean, if you, if you see him in, in person – uh, the way he's built, the way he runs, the way he jumps. I've always said he could play linebacker. He could play running back. Uh, he could play safety. Uh, you know, if 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 they really wanted him to be a tight end, he could he could line up in there. If they said, "Don't hey, say that," don't <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> uh, but you know, that's that's extraordinary, and. Uh, it, it's it's crazy how how much how good of an athlete he is, and then and this is kind of I think the way both of them roll is is uh, the one thing I admire about about Jamar, and and it carries to Joe too is how hard they work and and how much they like practice. Uh, I mean, those guys are out there joking around and and uh, having fun, but then you know when when the huddle uh, happens. You know they're all all business, but they're they're willing to work, and uh, you know a lot of people say, well, everything looks so easy for for Jamar. Well, it it's not because how athletic it is; it's it's how hard he works to to be able to to show that athleticism. So that's that's something that I think is very admirable about Jamar. Another okay. thing that a lot a lot of people don't know is that you know during the COVID year when he set out. Everybody was like, what he's going to do? How he's going to look? He's been sitting for a whole year. Jamal did not sit for a whole year during the COVID year when he sat out. He worked out like every day, almost twice a day. I had to really like slow him down. Like, no, Dad, I got to I gotta do this because, you know, I didn't play. And he tried to overcompensate for not playing. And I had to slow him down because he was, he's a gym rat, you know, he's a gym rat. I posted a picture of the two of you guys together at a Bengals practice recently, and Bengals fans went nuts. They loved the fact that you two guys seem to be such good buddies. Why did the two families hit it off so well? 
Well, I think again, uh, you know, we we knew that that uh, Jamar and and Joe had had become over the years really good friends. There, as we said, there there's a lot of similarities in the two. Of, you know, they're uh, just the way they they handle things, their mannerisms uh, when they get together. You know, it's like a couple of uh, old junior high uh, uh, classmates or something. And um, we also know how important each one of them is to 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 the other. And so that creates even even more of a bond. But, uh, you know, I grew up in Mississippi. It's not uh, New Orleans, but but it's tr truly the, the South. So uh, I think that that helps, too, that, you know, I know what the culture really is uh, down there. My wife's been been down there enough to 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 understand what it, what it's like so uh you know that creates uh, even more of a bond uh, between us give me chase it's like we really like the same type of people you know fun loving people like to have a good time uh care about their kids you know and just all around good people you know then we found out i think another thing is like we're the only ones that we can really talk to you know, because we spirit, we experienced so many similar things, you know, and it's like, you know, as we get into this next level and things are evolving, you know, it's like, who do we able, who are we able to turn to? So we was able to turn to them and they helped us out a lot. And at the same time, I guess we was like a buffer for them because they were able to be relaxed and be themselves, you know, so it just, it just, it just <laughs> happened. You know what I'm saying? It just happened. And, and then. Jimmy like oysters. Okay, so hey, <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh yeah, I like yeah. them. Jimmy tells me I, I I go the wrong place in New Orleans though. I, I so next time down there, I'm I'm going to, to whatever he tells me to go to. Yeah. <laughs> Did I read correctly that the two of you guys have some sort of pregame superstition involving seeing each other at the tailgate before the game begins? We we try to. I, th I think it's a little more. Uh, Robin and Talia, uh, but we we join in on that. So if we miss them at our at our tailgate, uh, you know we we try to find find a way. We used to be in the, in the stands. Now you know we're up, up in the suite area. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, we we've been over overcome not not uh, communicating, but but we'd prefer knowing that we've seen each other and been with each other, even if it's for a quick wave from a right. play or something. <laughs> they were, they was winning. The Bengals was winning. So we didn't want to do anything to stop them from winning. You know? That's right. <laughs> so we stayed away. Well, you know, the last time we went, we seen Robin and Jimmy, let's go find them again, you know, and it just happened like that. And yeah, it worked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't mess with the mojo. No, we, Half of Bengals fans don't mess with the mojo. <laughs> Final thing for you two guys, and I appreciate your time. I think Bengals fans want to know, should we feel confident that Joe and Jamar are going to be NFL teammates for a long, long time? They're both uh, nearing the point where they're going to get massive contract extensions. Uh, what do you think? Jimmy Burrow, you go first. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we want. Uh, and, and, you know, that that's other teammates, too. We, 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 we want them – uh, with the Bengals as as long as possible, uh, you, you know. As I said, the the bond that they have with each other and and how each other uh, leans on it, on the other and relies on the other. I mean, it, there's no way you'd you'd want those two not not being together. And uh, 
you know, contract uh, extensions and negotiations are are complex and they take a while. And uh, but I'm I'm confident that the, those two guys will be together for for really their whole careers. Well, I definitely want them to be together, and I think uh, Jamar does too. You know, because I was talking to him one time, and I was telling him. You know, this is the NFL and this is a business also. So, you know, uh, you might have to go find another quarterback. He was like, no, Dad, uh-uh. I'm staying with Joe. I'm not going nowhere else, you know. So we want to be there. You know, hopefully everything will work out and um, he can be there forever or the whole time with Joe because it's rough when you're receiving and you don't have a quarterback, okay? <laughs> We don't have time to go find quarterbacks and discover guys. We're good right where we at, okay? <laughs> That's music to all of our ears. Fellas, yeah. I can't thank you enough for doing this today. I want to commend both of you and your wives on raising two great kids. They're obviously spectacular football players. That goes without saying, but they're polite They're respectful. They've got great attitudes, tremendous work ethic. We are thrilled that they are Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day weekend. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the road to the Super Bowl in 2023. Yes, sir. All right. Vegas, here we come. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast, brought to you by Kettering Health, the official health care provider of the Bengals, by Bengals Picks and Ultimate Bengals. They're free to play with tickets and signed merchandise up for grabs, by Paycor, the official HR software provider of the Bengals, and by AltaFiber, future-proof fiber internet. Elevate your connection with AltaFiber. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast, and if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find us. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.